Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to another episode of Kidney Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about a very serious topic because if you have to come and hire a home health person, it can be extremely difficult. What do you do? When do you need a home health person? And how can you not be cheated or, you know, ripped off when you hire one? So today, I'm very excited because I have Leslie Holden, who's was actually my pediatric nephrology nurse when I was a little girl. So I feel like it's, um, you know, a little bit of home week here, and I'm so happy to have you here, Leslie. Hi, it's nice to be here, Laurie. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I was your hemodialysis nurse. Oh, but I was a pediatric. I was Well, a that's true. Yes. Pediatric yes. hemodialysis. Pediatric. Yes. yes. Yeah, Leslie Holden, she's always was a bright spot, but she was like, no nonsense. Like, come on, we're going to get this done. So I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Leslie, um, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, People may have to hire a home health person at a certain point in your life. And what types of people need home health aids? Well, sometimes in your life, you may fall and hurt yourself and need help around the house at a very basic level. You need to be driven places. You need someone to go shopping for you. Those kinds of things. And surgery. It can be surgery of any type. It can be post-transplant You could be the lucky one to get a kidney transplant. And most people who need home health, um, can it be because they don't have a family member or is it because they might need, you know, care with a wound or something like that? I mean, it's, it's both areas, correct? Right. There are different levels of carers. You can have carers who are just for companions and for shopping and for medication reminders. And that is a particular cost. Then you go into the carers who are able to do wound care and deliver medications. I know. I mean, I had to have 10 days of IV antibiotics. And so this home health nurse came to the house and, you know, he administered the IV medication and, you know, they were worried about me having an allergic reaction. So they had the EpiPen and all the things, but it went pretty smoothly. It was there about two hours and then went home. And Um, Can you explain a little bit about the difference of home health personnel? Because some of them are registered nurses and some of them may be um, like a a licensed clinical nurse and some may be, um, I don't know, are are there different types? Yes, there there are different types. You can have a licensed registered nurse or registered therapist of some kind. But generally speaking, people are most worried about and most involved in the care of everyday activities of daily living so you need help getting in and out of the shower organizing your clothes doing your laundry those kinds of things it's wonderful to have someone in the home to do that it spares sometimes the other family members they can go to work they can continue with their jobs or if their partner is older and not able to help them it can give them a peace of mind because you don't want your partner to get hurt looking after you while you're recovering from something. And sometimes it's nice just to have a break because you don't want your care partner to get burned out. (laughs) 
Exactly. You want a little respite care. Yes. I mean, that's important because um, uh, you probably have heard of this too, but, you know, spouses or men and a wife, or they get, and then it becomes like a care, you're, you're no longer uh, you're a, a loving wife or a loving exactly. husband. You're the exactly. caregiver. And it can actually hurt a relationship if you take the caregiving too far. There is that point. There, there is. Definitely. So what are the steps if I want to go hire a health care um, person? You know, like what would I do? And well, what we, are some of the pitfalls? We always think about word of mouth, friends of friends, etc. The problem with hiring someone who isn't from a licensed agency is that you are responsible for their insurance if they if they hurt themselves on the job, as it were. And that would come off your homeowners and that makes it expensive. Also, you don't have vacation coverage. You don't have all those things that you, it takes it, it makes it a job. It's yet another job you have to do. So if you hire a licensed group to take care of you, then that way you're assured of some competent care and backup. When you hire somebody from a a center, um, one of my biggest fears or I've heard is that, you know, what if, will they steal from me? Oh, yes, that is definitely, a, we call them agencies. That's probably the okay, good group agencies. word. And you want an agency that is going to be covered and under the California Association for Health Services at Home. It's an individual thing by the government. It's C-A-H-S-A-H, CASA they call it. And that has that only allows the agencies in the into their group who qualify and my particular agency does triple background checks on the carers. And so they, they're like bonded. And they're they don't bonded have a criminal insured, background. No criminal background. All of those things are taken care of. And, of course, there's also insurance that goes along with that. Well, I know one of the, the issues, too, is that I've had different friends and people I know hire somebody to take care of them and they go for a friend or a family member or something like that it actually can actually create problems with your friend Um, exactly um, you you want to keep it more on a professional basis this way you avoid a lot of the things you're talking about it disconnects between your friends versus carers versus fun (laughs) And, and um now one of the things that comes up too is that uh what kind of certification should people have? I mean, is there a certain certification for an issue that you're dealing with, or will the agency just send you the the right person? The agency should send you the right person. And there are certifications, and each agency will have some type of program to put their carers through. And there's ones that you can also do individually to just, if you want to expand your knowledge as a carer. But what I always think of is when someone comes into the home, it is a privilege for these carers to come into someone's home. I, as an RN, go in and evaluate the need, and I consider that a privilege to be able to come in and talk with someone about future care. It's, you know, such a vulnerable position. It it's really is. And I always say to them, this is a new dance that you have to learn. It's new steps, new partners, and... It takes two to tango, and it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. Now, when you have a, a home health worker come to your house, I mean, do you get a chance to interview them, or do they just try somebody out, and then if a home health worker comes to your house, and 
do you just try them out for a while? Then if they're not a good fit or you have a personality clash or they're not laughing at your jokes or whatever the issue may be, um, they just send you a new one? It has to be a good fit. And I always say, give the person a chance. As I said, they're new steps to learn. But if you really don't think it's going to work, you this is what the agency is so wonderful about. You can call and say, I can't work with this person. Please send me someone else. And to avoid those things, we often say or ask the client, would you like to interview a couple of the carers it, before they start so that you can get an idea of who might suit? But, and then, yeah, if do they smoke or? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we they all might have smell. all of those things, well, yes. Yeah, if they come in and they just smell like smoke, they may not smoke, but, I mean, that would be like a non-starter for me if right. somebody came in and or they cats smelled like smoke. Or something like I, that. I know, or, um, you know, it is. Everybody has quirky personalities. Exactly. And you gotta, you don't want something to just bug you when and you're the, trying to. the wonderful thing is there really is someone for everybody. Yes. I mean, I, I had some wonderful people take care of me when I was recovering. And, you know, they would come over and they would, you know, do physical therapy with me. And it's it's really a wonderful service. And I think it's actually growing more now with healthcare reform because of the fact that it's sometimes less expensive to keep somebody home than to bring them. Like if I'm having an IV infusion for something, they would much rather send a home health person to my house than me go to the, the hospital. So that's a, an option for many of us now. And more healthcare companies are moving towards that way. So now tell us a little bit about, because one of the things that always comes up is money and money. And so people will think, well, I can get a home health care worker for $15 an hour if it's a friend up the street. And I get the, you know, somebody who could maybe, maybe do light different chores for you, but it, it, it can be much more expensive at an agency. And I mean, does insurance pick up an agency but won't pick up somebody who's maybe helping uh, a friend that's helping you? Right. There are a lot of expenses. There's no two ways about it. It is very expensive. And there is no right way to go about how you're going to pay for this because mostly it's painful. Mm -hmm. It is a lot of money. But it's cheaper by thousands of dollars a month to be at home versus in a home care, like a rehab place or a long-term care facility. So it is a better choice to be taken care of at home. And a lot of people have been quite clever about the way they've paid for it. They've accessed different funds that maybe they'd put aside for grandchildren or something like that. And they've decided that it's a better use of their money to have a healthy Ish, as much as possible. Independent. Independent life in the last years. Well, and, you know, um, I have a friend of mine who has a, a home health worker that comes and cleans the house and does um, some cooking, and the, the state pays that person. Yes. Uh, but it's just to help her out, like, once a week. Right. There are that. There is that situation, and the state, actually, those carers are not as well checked as far as background checks as a private agency goes. Yeah, because I think this was somebody she knew that ended up being able to qualify for the Correct. payment. That is one of the creative ways that one can go around it. And, but you're at risk because if they fall and they hurt themselves. It's or still if, on your dime as far as home care, uh, your home care insurance. And they don't have background checks, so that's up to you to 
to to find out do they you know have any they have history mini- of stealing right. or something they do like that. have minimal background checks but not as deeply as you'd get in a in a good agency so if i'm a family member or a person looking for home health care what are some steps and where can i go to find out more information so i can get the right care well there is the casa organization that i talked about there's a phone number for that if you needed it at some time. And you can just Google all sorts of carers. Companies, agencies will be happy to talk to you about what cares you need. You can look on Yelp. You can get reviews that way. Most companies have Yelp reviews. Well, and one of the websites you mentioned was it's uh, www.cahsah.org. Again, that's www.cahsah.org. And that represents more than 584 members and has over 1,000 offices. And they basically have been certified. They're, you know, this is a good resource to go to. to, And they probably have a lot of questions on that site. And you need to do your due diligence on this because it's a huge decision. Exactly. But I know, I mean, and and I I had a situation of a friend that I knew whose, you know, father was getting older and Basically, they had the kids come in and take care of their grandfather. And they were in their early 20s, and they took care of the grandfather because they didn't want to spend money or find other ways. And, you know, it's it's not the appropriate relationship for a, a grandchild to take care of their grandfather. I mean, and it was just, it wasn't because they didn't have the money, but they did want to save money. But it was, I felt unfair to put certain family members in a situation to, to care for somebody when there's other alternatives. Right. You will see many um, articles around taking care of the carers and how carers should take care of themselves. Because if, if it's a home, as a family member, then they will run that risk of getting burnt out. And, and resentful but, and, and resentful, family but, issues. But for children, I mean, it's all good. It's part of the picture. Of course, grandchildren and family members can be part of the plan for the care, but it shouldn't be the whole care. I don't think personally. I just don't think it's healthy. It's too much of a responsibility. And when you're getting older in this particular situation, he had diabetes, he was in a wheelchair, a lot of issues. I mean, you know, you need somebody trained how to pick them up and how to move them. I mean, what if the, you know, the person would have hurt their grandfather? Because you have to be trained on certain issues. So, and I think these are a lot of things people don't consider. So it's true. And if you can have a carer that you build up a good relationship with, it can be a marvelous experience. Everybody wins. They have a good companion. They have, uh, they become almost part of the family. It can be really wonderful. No, I know. Well, this is some great information, Leslie. Um, Anything else you want to share before we wrap this up? No, I just want to tell you that really there are lots of opportunities for you to look up on the internet, ask friends, go to the library. There is also a 211 number, and I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that. And that's a number that can be accessed all around LA County for help of any kind. You just say, I need a healthcare worker, where would I go? This, or I'm running out of food, or it's a... It's a and you dial 211? 211. Oh, wow. And it's like... Um, it's like an like- emergency number for 
other than crimes or you know, police activity thing. It, it's really great. So you dial 211 and say, I don't have anything to eat? Yes, can or, you help me? Or I've, I'm older and I can't get out to go shopping? Exactly. So can it's not like a 911, me? I've fallen and I hit my head. Correct. You, you don't use 211 for that? No. 211 is, is information gathering. Um, I'm about to lose lose my house. I've got nowhere to go. What, what can I do? They will put hook you up with help. The right resource. Or uh, there's someone in where I'm living, I think they're being abused by a carer. W- what can I do about it? Wow. I mean, because that does happen. You, you hear of those horrible stories where, you know, there's uh, elder abuse. Elder abuse. <laughs> elder abuse. And, um, you know, it's just so sad that that happens. So. Well, thank you so much. And that's a great resource, 211. I mean, I'm going to put that out in onto Facebook to my friends on in Los Angeles so that they know that there's a resource that they can call. And it, I imagine it's somewhat anonymous unless you give information. So they might feel a little bit more comfortable with calling somebody without having to disclose you know, exactly. where they are. Exactly. They'll walk you through it. And you can, if you get uncomfortable, you can always hang up. Right. I know. <laughs> the beauty of the telephone. Click. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Leslie, so much. All right. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.